Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We get this off the text line, and I want to kind of start with this because this is something that I was thinking about earlier this week, and I didn't really know how to address it. And now that we've kind of had a a decent amount of days to let the Purdue loss and obviously the Minnesota loss um, marinate a little bit and and gain perspectives from other people on the whole situation going on in Nebraska, we get this off the text line. If we hang close with Ohio State, does it change conversations surrounding the program? If we don't, does it change anything? And and Rico and I were kind of talking about this during the break there, is Nebraska, if they go out and get the doors blown off of them, let's just say score of, let's use the Northwestern score, 56-7. to seven. There, I think it gets worse. I think the conversations get worse. And and let me explain. I don't, I don't me, see how it can get much worse than than you know we want to fire the coach yes, and we already want to get rid of him. But I don't know if that's the the narrative that there is right now. On Sunday, on Saturday afternoon last week, it was. But now mm-hmm. that I feel like everybody's kind of had a, a week to let let it sit there. And and correct me if I'm wrong. Send in your thoughts four six four five six eight five. Feel free to call in as well. It's the the thought has kind of seemed to move from fire Scott Frost, get rid of everybody, let's start this thing over, to okay, I wonder what this thing looks like minus Adrian, if Adrian leaves after this year. And if there are changes in the assistant coaching roles. I feel like that's where a lot of people are at. Okay. And people including or including the ones that were saying on Saturday and Sunday, get, get rid, rid of, of everything. Him. Just, just get rid of everything, and and there's probably for pr- good reason, I suppose, that are still in the same boat of you need to you need to fight you need to move on you mm-hmm. need to let them go, and you guys once again have <laughs> there's there are reasons for you to feel that way, and You're I don't I don't blame to your you. opinion. I don't blame you one bit for feeling that way. But then I also feel like there is that group of people that are okay. I wonder what this looks like next year. If Adrian is not the quarterback, mm-hmm. and if there are changes, offensive line, quarterbacks, coach, those have been the two main jobs that have kind of been talked about. So, so what you're saying right now is the feeling around the program is if we make 
changes here and there. We don't make massive changes mm -hmm. with, you know, getting rid of the head coach. But if we make a couple positional changes yes. and maybe, I mean, unfortunately, uh, f at least to me, Adrian Martinez yes. doesn't come back and you, you start fresh with a new quarterback who hasn't been your starting quarterback for four years, mm -hmm. that maybe things could get switched around and changed. But, and that's the feeling right now, but if they if they win, you know, or if they keep it close, obviously if they win, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. happy. But if they keep it close, maybe... I you don't still think have I, you still have that no. you know progress talk at all? I don't think so. I don't think I think well, the, I think it was, the progress talk is is non-existent. Well, because the progress talk was was you know after after Illinois and Fordham and Buffalo after you know a terrible loss and two you know whatever wins, uh, and then you kept it close with the really good teams and you blew the doors off in Northwestern. Mm -hmm. People were talking about oh you know they're keeping close with these top. 25 top 15 teams this is progress because in, in years before they would get blown out and I mean that was me too yeah that was me I was like you know before you know year one year two they face these teams they get blown out it's not even a question they get they get destroyed but now they're keeping it within one score unfortunately they can't figure out a way to f to to flip the script and get the win but the fact that they're keeping it within one score with these extremely talented teams or these really good teams is is a sign of progress with this Nebraska football team and with this coaching staff. And then came Minnesota and Purdue, two games mm -hmm. where you were favored. You 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 were seen as the the more talented, more skilled team and you should have won those games. And again, one score losses to to both of those teams and the talk of progress that you had for half of a season just flipped after two games. After two games, all of the talk of this is working, they're so close, this is actually gonna gonna turn itself around. Maybe they can maybe this coaching staff actually has something, flipped after two close losses, and it's gone from you're doing well and you you'll get another year to to turn it around to you're done, you need to you we need to start anew, we need to fire frost, we need to fire position coaches, we need to get rid of people who are starting on this team and, and we need to we need to start fresh. After just two close losses, I know that they were you were supposed to win those games, but it's crazy how quickly mm -hmm. the tone and the tenor of the fan base just and not not just the, the fan base and and you know the the people in the media, including ourselves, just flipped from progress to this isn't enough. But it hasn't been enough for all all the three and a half years. That that's kind of the thing and why I think it may be switched so quickly like you said is because yeah you didn't beat the teams that you're supposed to but throughout the three and a half years you've been you're one and three against Purdue you're one and three against Northwestern you're mm -hmm. zero and four against Iowa you've never beaten Wisconsin you're not winning the games that you're supposed to win and you haven't and so I feel like that was part of the reason that it's it flipped like you said so quickly is because it was a oh no here we go again we've seen this again over and over and over for the last three and a half years we've seen this mm -hmm. And so I feel like that could be why it may have flipped so quick, like you were saying. But I honestly don't think the conversation will change, and I don't think it should change if they keep it close to Ohio State. You think? And, they, you and think, once again, I don't think the conversation should change if they beat Ohio State. Do you think we should still be talking about making some changes? There still needs to be within pressure the coaching put on. staff. Yes. And 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 just just you know shaking it up a bit to see if there's anything that can be done to improve, you know, what's going on. You don't think that if they keep it close that maybe they've... Okay, okay. If they keep it close against Ohio State 
and then you know whatever happens with the final two games is are you looking back at that Ohio State game and all of the other top 15 teams that they've played and thinking you know this is the Nebraska team that we could get if mm-hmm. one or two things go right for them with with everybody that's currently here yeah. if one or two things are different then this team has three four more wins do you look back on that at the end of the season or do you just look back on Illinois Minnesota Purdue well, you have to take it all into, into account, I'm sure, but you need to look at those games and say that what was the thing in those games that that allowed you to stay competitive in, in those games against top 10 teams, I mean. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Michigan, it's because you forced a turnover. You you made, you picked off Cade McNamara his first time in, his, in the season. You did something that um, took Michigan out of system. Michigan State, you held the Heisman front runner to less than 100 yards in the game and you feel like you could do that again. And then Oklahoma, you slow down the pace of the game. You you control the game and one second. You you control the pace of the game. You did not let that high powered offense that we mm-hmm. talked about the week leading into Oklahoma get the best of you. Didn't you did not let Spencer Rattler and Kennedy Brooks Spencer Rattler at the time. Kennedy Brooks, Marvin Mims on the on the edge, Mario Williams in at in the wide receiver room, you did not let them get the best of you nonstop, like we were worried about going mm-hmm. into the season. You like they've done the to pace. other teams. However, then you go out against. I don't want to say the Illinois game, but you can't forget about the Illinois game in Week Zero. Mm-hmm. You go out against uh, Purdue and and Minnesota in a game. Once again, Minnesota flat out just that game was not as close as it may have felt even because Minnesota dominated the line of scrimmage. They, they dominated the time of possession and, and that's something that Frost even said coming out of it was that it just felt like we never had the ball in the second half and they did it. They barely did. Mm-hmm. And, and then you come out and Purdue off of a bye week nonetheless, against a, a, a team, team who a does team not that, run the ball, a team that does not run the ball. Yes. They got Horvath back that maybe they weren't expecting to. I mean, we talked to the, our guy from, from Purdue, Tom Deanhart that week, and they weren't expecting Xander Horvath back. They were expecting one scholarship running back. But however, you you still and he didn't somehow even take allow many- them to to run the football to a decent extent. And then your offense goes non-existent in, in a season that your offense has not been there to begin with. It looks even worse against a worse team than Minnesota, than a, than a worse team than um, what Nebraska is going to have to play these next three weeks. And so even if Nebraska keeps it close against Ohio State, let's say they lose by 14 against Ohio State, mm-hmm. and then they, they win Wisconsin and win Iowa. They finish at 5-7, and seven, which who knows what can happen. You're still sitting there at 5-7 and seven saying, well, we didn't meet our expectation at the beginning of the season of a bowl game, and we, so we can't. You, you cannot just act like everything's okay and, and every, nothing needs to be changed at that time mm-hmm. if you're sitting there. So just, just so. Okay, taking the entire season into account, you know you've got the the three terrible losses, um, and then you've got the the bad losses that that at the same time kind of made you feel good about the way the program was going. But you're saying if you keep it close against easily the best team that you faced all season, mm-hmm. and you beat the two teams that have run your side of the division, your side of the conference for many years for for as long as you've been here the two teams that have run your side of the conference if you take those two down you're you're still i know you know you want to look back and 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 
feel like if you beat those two teams, you should have beaten the other three teams that that were yeah. clearly inferior. Well, not clearly inferior, but the the other three teams that you were supposed to beat, you were favored against. But I think if you if you do that, if you keep it close against the best team you faced, if you beat the two teams that you've never been able to beat since you've been in this conference, well, mm-hmm. not since you've been in this conference, but since this coach took over, I think you you even if you look back on those bad losses, you kind of see they've taken a step forward. They they were able to beat these two teams. I mean, you're you're probably still looking at minor changes, yeah. but I don't know if if you need to change anything if you end the season on two high notes. But Rico, you're looking at the the progress that you're talking about is marginal. It's extremely slim and it's taking 4 years to get to that progress. Losing the close games to the top teams and and then not beating the teams you're supposed to beat, that can be that can fly in year 1 and year 2. Mm-hmm. Year 2 more specifically, especially the way that this kind of unfolded saying that they had their guys in there at that time. Mm-hmm. And that that can fly in year 2 and maybe even year 3 to at the end. But by year 4 it's not a, it's not too much to ask at a place like Nebraska where Mike Riley was 19 and 19 and you can talk about the interior of the program and how they had to switch everything and gut yeah. everything but once again they felt they they felt like they were in a good spot in year 2 so in year 4 six wins is not too much to ask yeah Nebraska is putting the bar so freaking low at Nebraska for six wins and in year 4 you cannot get there and so once again, this is not me advocating to get rid of everything, but the fact that we could sit there at five and seven in year after year four and see all these close losses. Yes, they were against top teams in the country, possible play two of them being playoff teams, whether you pair Michigan State and and um Ohio State. Oklahoma or oh, or right, Michigan State, Oklahoma. Ohio State or Ohio State, Oklahoma, however you want to pair them together. Here's the thing is you cannot count um, those losses in year four as progress. You could count them in year three in my eyes, but by year four, this when you're five and seven, you cannot settle. You, can, mm-hmm. you can't continue to settle because then what's that telling this fan base? So once again, I'm not advocating for everything to be burnt down and, and restart everything, but there should always be pressure on. Mm-hmm. Eric Shenander talks about it. They like the pressure. Yeah. And, and there's no surprise when you hear the defensive units talk they are that confident. They, they sound like the unified unit. The defensive side of the ball is extremely confident in everything that they do, and you can tell by the way they talk and the things that they say. And as you said, they sound extremely unified. I'm saying, I know you're you're we're, we're kind of arguing the same thing. Where I'm I'm saying, if you show more, I mean not more, but if you keep continuing to show progress in these last three games, if you keep it close against Ohio State, if you keep it close or or win, I mean it. If you win against Iowa and, and and Wisconsin, then you bring Scott Frost back. And I, I guess you know I'm not advocating for you know anybody to be fired at all. I don't I don't I want people to keep their jobs. I want I want people to be happy and and continue to provide for for everybody that needs them. But if you keep it close against Ohio State, you win against Wisconsin, you win against Iowa, you you bring Frost back and. And maybe, I mean, well, not maybe. You definitely yes. put more pressure on him for next season to do something. But it's going to be. <laughs> but where do you draw that line? 
Where do you draw the line that says that says this is the year that we finally put the the, the most amount of pressure that we've had on him and we hold them I to think that standard? I think it's that next. I think it's next year. I know that you're but, extremely upset about this season. Yes. You're extremely upset about this season because of because of the pressure they had, because of what they said at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. because of how they believe that this is the best team they've ever had, and they still went out and they underperformed. But I I believe that they've shown progress against good teams. Against bad yes. teams, they have not shown progress. Yes, That's you're right. That is true. Yeah. But against good teams, they've shown progress. They haven't been blown out. They've been within one score. They've they've been extremely close to winning every single game that they've been in this season. They just had extremely bad luck. I don't know if it's extremely bad luck, if it's bad coaching, if it's bad play calling, if it's bad plays, if it's bad execution, if mm-hmm. it's just the players that just weren't good enough. I don't know exactly what it is, but to me, it just seems as if it's bad luck to to come out on the losing end of every of 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 all of the games that they've played mm-hmm. that have been so close, just a razor's edge, yeah, away from winning six games up to this point. So I I think that it's it's it's. It's not unfair, but I believe that you know this season is 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 pretty much over. If this is done, you know you're 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 probably not going to go to a bowl game, and you need to just move the pressure from this season to next. And you just tell Scott Frost like, hey, we're we're going you're going to be coming back next year, but if you don't get six, if you don't make a bowl game, mm-hmm. this is it. That this is the last season you get. It, what's wild, and and I. To a degree, I, I totally agree with you, actually. I, I, I see where you're coming from. Because this is what makes it so difficult. Is Because like me, personally, I see both sides of the argument. I, I, I truly do. Um, but there's that little voice in the back of my head saying, at the beginning of this season, that was what we were saying. Is that this is the season you have to make a bowl game. This is the season that, that six wins has to be the minimum. And so it's hard, personally, for me to be okay when they go out and they're we're getting this on the text line three and nine. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I mean, that's that's what's not, hard I mean, for me. For, I know, and and I know it's no, not acceptable. Exactly. And you don't want to accept mediocrity. You don't want to accept three wins in this season. And I'm not going to mention the schedule at all. I'm tired of the schedule talk and how hard it was. Blah, 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 whatever. Before the season started, everybody counted Michigan State as a win. Nobody thought they were going to be as good as they are. Turns out, you know, a Vanderbilt transfer is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, but... I, I just I just feel like the way that they have shown that they can play with anybody yes. is maybe just enough to buy one more year. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. say, you know, you, you get that one more year because the schedule lightens up. The schedule may lighten up, but I don't know who's going to be good next year, who's going to be bad. The schedule may lighten up, Nebraska but you got to re- but you got to remember, you're losing a four-year starting quarterback. You're losing a bunch of people on defense. There's yes. going to be natural attrition as there is every year. You don't know who else you're going to lose. Possible starters, possible you know second you know uh, second guys on the depth chart, just uh, immediate backups. You don't know who's going to leave next season, so you don't know exactly how good this team is going to be. But I believe that the the everything that this coaching staff has instilled in this team and the way that they've been able to play close. Just, just barely, by what they've shown this season against good teams, buys them one more year. Let's get to some of your texts here four six four five six eight five. We got a lot of them from from both sides, and we'll continue this into the next segment while we take a break in a couple minutes. Here, Scott asks this: Can you make good changes on a coaching staff that is absolutely in the hot seat next year? Can you get good guys to come here and coach for a shakeup program for maybe only one year? Well, I guess what I would say to that is: If you do your job and and it re- shows results 
then you'll be here for longer than one year. Because once again, everybody, including myself, including Rico, want Scott Frost to work here. We want Scott Frost to be the coach for a very long time here. Oak Valley Husker, taking a step back to me, the reason it switched so quick is because we didn't look like the same team the last two weeks. Husker Husker fans know what good football looks like, and for six straight games we played mostly good football, and then we looked flat the last two games against lesser competition. They've There's, had halves against the lesser competition where they've looked like really good teams. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe the first half or the second half they look good, and then it just flips whichever half, and they they just played awful. I want to get to all of your texts. There's there's a lot from both sides here, but we got to take a break. We'll get to two more here really quickly. Um, I saw one from Gus, and this just shows you the, the way that there's both sides on this text line here. Gus says this, this three-and-a-half-year marriage is about over. Nick is correct. It's the total package that is causing the ill will of the fan base. Huskers are laying a turd on the field on just about every league game you are favored in. Goodbye, Verduzco and Martinez. Then we get this one, um, Axel Foley. I agree with Rico. I only th- I think you only need to win one of the last three to even have that conversation. Um, thank you, Rico, for noticing progress in the Big Red, somebody else says. So let's go ahead and take a break. (laughs) There are a lot of these. We'll get to a good amount from both sides of this argument next when we wrap up the week on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.